TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105 through the fan. Thanks, fellas, for getting the uh, Get Right in. Oh, don't let that music go. Keep it up. Let me hear it. There it is. It's the Get Right right here on 105 through the fan. Reginald Atatula. We're uh, rocking with you. Also uh, is the fan phenom, uh, Blake Elliott. Yeah. I almost actually, called you Chris Arnold. That's not Chris your name. Chris Arnold. Nah, Chris not, Arnold. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. He is at the AAC holding it down as your MC Master of Ceremonies as the Mavs are putting a whooping to the visiting Trailblazers. But we appreciate you rocking with us here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers 105-3, the fan. Uh, we got you till 11 as usual. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll get you some bold predictions for the rest of the NBA season. Ain't that fun? Um, as we have turned the, the calendar year and as we're starting to veer towards, you know, maybe the more important dates in the NBA season. Obviously, we're about uh, a month out from when we get, you know, our all-star going. And then we still really start heading downhill towards, um, you know, the, the the most important parts of the NBA season. NBA season. But right now, in the NFL, we're in the thick of, uh, the most important part of the NFL season. We get week 18. We'll, we're going to figure out and settle and establish the final uh, situations for the playoffs and oh, head towards fun, man. Yeah, head towards that tournament of single elimination football. Um, and so we're getting to that place. So there, there's some there's some things that we still need to figure out this week. And so we're going to we're going to go through some of the questions heading into this final week of the season. There's a lot of big ones. Uh, we'll see how many we get through. Maybe we revisit right. them tomorrow. I know you're not in. You got you got big things popping right now. Yep. Hopefully doing, we got a new crib tomorrow. Doing, <laughs> doing important big boy things right now. The the fun task of moving. We'll talk about that later as well. But uh, right now, and of course, you can always get involved with the program 877-881-1053, which is the truckwreck.com text line. Uh, you can search on YouTube, view us on YouTube, 105 Through the Fan, or on twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. And I really should mention on the text line, you asked me, because obviously Tyreek Hill had a house fire today. Thankfully, his family's good. But, um, you know, you asked me if something like that were to happen, what would I grab? And I mentioned, you know, just go get some documents. People were like, hey, 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 get, you need to get you a document safe or a gun mm. safe or something like that. You know, withstand fire, and then you don't have to worry about it. And I was like, you know, that's smart. And so on that, I imagine I'm going to be looking at that when I get off work today. Someone also mentioned that they'd grab their dog. Hopefully the dog's running with you, right? Right, Ho- right, Hopefully right. he realizes, hey, it's time. It's I'm, time. I'm, it's sh- time. I'm sure it's smart dog who's like, hey, man, I don't, I don't want to be in here, too. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. Where are we going? Yeah. I imagine you say, hey, let's go for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Walk, walk. Where are we going? Let's Treat. go. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, those are some of the things that happened earlier. But, yes. Biggest questions heading into the final week of the NFL season. A lot of things still need to be figured out. Only the final 16 games to be played before the playoffs begin. And we'll start with this one, Blake. Who will win the AFC East? 
right? Yes, we got the Dolphins and the Bills, and it comes down to this week, right? It does indeed. We it's one of those big time uh, playoff games that you know sometimes matchups just line up perfectly, and you know they they try and situate the schedule end. maker was cooking. They try <laughs> the schedule makers. They try and situate these things so maybe you get some really good games at the end. Sometimes those games don't necessarily pan out, and sometimes they work perfectly, like our Sunday night football game, which is literally the last one of the regular seasons. Bills Dolphins. It'll determine. Who Man, is that's popcorn? You got to wait all day into the end of the night, and boom, who is going to win? The two, it, that's two versus five, right? And they, I think they could switch up and be like maybe six or seven based on other people. Might be, yeah, but as I know, of right now, I know that whoever wins is two. Yeah, who wins the AFC. I, I believe AFC so. East. I believe so. And so, with that Man. being the case, right? Um, apparently, it'll double as the bad vibes bowl, <laughs> right? Um, the Bills are only in this position because the Dolphins got out here and looked uh, looked real bad. Yeah. Man, I I, kind of believe the Dolphins don't want to get embarrassed again, and they still have a plethora of talent, but they lost Bradley Chubb on a a reckless play that didn't matter at the end. They already lost Jalen Phillips. I still think that defense is good, but it's probably not going to look as good against Buffalo. Buffalo has a... Always has a chance to explode. So yeah, big play possibilities are always there when you have Josh Allen and, and Cole. Help me out. Where are you feeling? Where are you feeling about this game? Uh, look, it really does feel like the Bills have just been playing incredible football yeah. of late. Like they started looking so ugly. We've talked about all the various things, and they sacrificed Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, to these things after they had already sacrificed what Leslie Frazier, who was previously mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Like I was starting to look at your man Sean McDermott. Like, hey, buddy, you know who's next, right? If you're constantly sacrificing all these different, um, sa- you know, people on your staff and kind of pointing them as the reason that this isn't working out right. And Joe Brady, um, who has stepped in as the offensive coordinator, there's some things that have absolutely worked really well. It seems like they've gotten to some basics. They've run the football the better. The offense looks different. The offense looks. And what's funny is early on, it looked like the same offense still, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily in results, but in like process. Mm-hmm. But this offense, I mean, the things have come together and the Dolphins, or not the Dolphins, rather, the Bills have put together a nice run. Now, the Dolphins still have those capabilities, the things that they do really well, and that speed yeah. and the ways they utilize those speed. And I trust the heck out of Mike uh, Mike McDaniel the to mix. scheme it up. But I'm... I'm starting to, hey, bo- I'm starting to buy into this this Bills thing, man. It's crazy that we're here because there was a point in time when we were talking about them not making the playoffs. Yeah, at all. and they could be the two. And it's we're back to the to the Venn diagram: the McDaniel versus the McVay or uh, McDaniel versus McDermott. So, who will win it? And I know the Bills have been playing better in the last couple months, but their last two games were not too sexy. I mean, two points against Easton Stick and the Chargers. Barely beat the Patriots when the Patriots, I think Bailey Zappi had four turnovers like in the first 15, 16 minutes of the game. Like, <laughs> I'm like, they play down to their competition a lot. And then when they play these big games, they like explode into the team who we think they are. So I think the same trend will follow. I think it'll be a close game, but I do agree. I think the Bills will somehow, some way make one more play than the Miami Dolphins. I, it, can, it can easily go either way. These are both yes. pretty good teams. However, like on the other side of this, we're either going to be like, yep, there are, the, there are the flaws that the Bills had, or we're going to come out on the other side and say, hey, the Miami Dolphins exist um, as that, that maybe that fraudulent team that cannot compete in a high level when they get against teams that are particularly good. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's one of the questions. Who wins the AFC East? Now, question number two is about another division, maybe near and dear to your hearts. What about the NFC East? Who who ultimately settles this one out? And look, man, now the Cowboys just need to beat the Commandos. And yep. there were points in this. There's points in this where I think a lot of people 
around the Metroplex had resigned themselves to having the five seat. It's so many people. I mean, people even at the station, I, we're I, all like, it's the five. It's I don't say it with judgment. I don't say it with judgment. It was reason we were just to look looking around. at the facts. We yeah. were looking at the groundwork in front of us. We needed the Eagles to lose to the Cardinals or Giants, and we had to beat the Lions and, and Commanders. And it was like, okay, well, that probably isn't going to happen. Boom. It happened. Week later, here we are. And I would say... I, I think the Cowboys will win it. I'll say that first and foremost. Sure. And I don't want to say with my full heart, maybe I believe the Cowboys are the second best team in the NFC, but I think they have the best path to get to the NFC championship game now how things have laid out. Because when they were the five, I was like, do I think they're better than the Lions and Eagles on some days? Yes. And obviously the Eagles now. But I'm like, but we got to go through this team and that team. Now it's laying out. If you're the two and you have home field, at least into the NFC championship game and the teams that maybe you're slotting up against, I feel a lot more confident. So they've done the things they need to do. And the Eagles are falling apart at their worst possible time. And I think that's the part of it that I also want to talk about is it's kind of incredible how for the Eagles, I've 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 talked about them a lot and I've in a way kind of defended them in because the, I, I I know Bobby Belt and some others have talked about this team as like the twenty twenty two Minnesota Vikings that were very much getting away with the All Stars uh, affair. They were out here and they were winning games, but you looked at them and you're like, There's no way that they're actually good. You look mm-hmm. at them and you're like, This is not a team. That is actually a good team. They just happen to be getting these wins. And ultimately, it came down late in the season and in the playoffs that you looked up and you're like, oh, there's, there it is. Not yeah. actually a good team. The Eagles, for me, felt different because you look and there's there's all the talent, offensive line, defensive line. Offense the, pretty much looks the same. Talent. They switched out a running back. Every, I mean, and they and running back is good, right? Yeah. Um, just made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> right. You have all the pieces to compete at a high level, but you have different coordinators. And mm. I thought, okay, they don't have – they're not hitting the same buttons when it comes to the things that will – but that's stuff that you could figure out. I don't think that they had a bad staff. But ultimately, what you're realizing is that they were never able to find a level of consistency and a level of identity that yeah. they could go to. They got to. no flow. No. And it started getting – I don't want to ride the hype of Nick Bosa saying they found the – the blueprint and whatever not. We but do this all the time where we pretend that like, hey, this is so as easy and we have found the one thing that was going to turn this and, entire but system But I'm just off. like, I don't know if he necessarily found the blueprint, but teams might have started paying more attention. Like, there is a way to beat them. It might not be exactly copying what the 49ers did, but like, hey, this team is not unbeatable and teams, I don't know, they started focusing more. I'm not obviously in their player personnel meeting. I don't know, but since that game, they have not, I don't think they've looked great all season, but it, obviously the losses are starting to account. Now, what are they, four and one and four? And the last five, like... It's been ugly. It's, it, been, it's ugly. been ugly. And we got fans going off. There's some great clips I have of that, of people yelling. Now, I'll ask you this. Do you... You kind of mentioned, do you think this is strictly just OC and DC loss? Because that's what I said. That was my very first show. I said, this Eagles team is not going to look as good as they did because they lost their OC and DC, who I thought were really good and obviously got head coaching position. I think it's a large part of it, but then also, I mean, players cannot play like as well. In. And what's crazy is one of the strengths of this team has been had been like defensive line. That has not been particularly good of yeah. late, right? And that you need that pressure, especially when you consider the, the middle of the field has been an issue for them. It's one of the reasons why the Eagles were in contention for the services of Shaq Leonard yep. when he came free with, you know, the Cowboys looking at him as well was because their linebacker position has been poor. Yeah. Um, it was already a weakness, and, and then you had injuries, injuries yeah. right? And so I think teams have just realized that's where you can attack, and the offense has not been consistent. The only thing consistently that you know that they can do is tush-push, yep. right? And then outside of that, defensively, some of the things that have been strengths have not been as strong as they were at times. Those just make you susceptible. And then on top of that, 
teams have realized and known how to push the pressure points on them. And so it's kind of crazy that we ended up in this place. But I guess I may have to take a little, little bit of a mea culpa. Yeah, they, they are in some ways frauds. They had a higher potential, but they're not living up to that in any way, shape, or form. And ultimately, they're going to go, they're gonna, still going to go make the playoffs. Like, we're, we yeah. can't talk about them as if they're like entirely bad. Yeah. However, they are not nearly uh, a team that anybody should be afraid of no. in a big way. Uh, even though they still have the capabilities of playing really well, they haven't showed us this year that they can do that. And obviously, any team can play well on Sunday, any given time. But I don't think this team, how they've looked, can just flip the switch on and be like, oh, it's playoff football. We're going to start getting continuity on offense and have flow. And yeah. to me, it's the play calling. That's one thing that really sticks out on offense. Like I am no NFL offensive coordinator and I see their plays. and I'm like, saw that coming. Well, that wasn't very, yeah. uh, that wasn't very creative. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do that right there. And it's like, if I know that I'm pretty sure the defensive coordinator who does this for a living sure. saw that coming as sure. well. So there's something that's missing there. And then when you hear players talking, there doesn't seem to be much of a spat spazzazz there of like, we are loving this. A lot of kind of smoke coming out. A.J. Brown, I want to talk to the media, Nick Sirianni, all, all that good stuff. So it's just falling apart for them, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, some other questions when it comes to, ooh, it was a tough fall by Derek Lively in this game. The Mavs still lead 89-60 to 60 at the AAC. Uh, some other questions, big questions that are going to be answered this final week of NFL play. Um the Jaguars probably win the AFC South, but what about the Texans and the Colts, right? If the season ended right now, the best chance of sending three teams to the postseason exists with the AFC South. And I don't think that we would have imagined that by any stretch of the imagination coming into the season. Hell, last year, people talked about the Houston Texans as a useless team, and they were. Like, there was nothing particularly interesting about that team. Nothing that was really redeemable about that team. And they've added some pieces. Some players have gotten better. And obviously, C.J. Stroud has been incredible. They obviously turned the, turned the team over to some really good coaching. And now this is a team that is going to fight for the playoffs. The Indianapolis Colts, you talk about um, the, the Eagles and the coordinators that they lost. One of those is Shane Steichen and his Shane, man. His play-calling abilities are being... Mr. QB, man. They're being um, really, you know, solidified here as he seems to make the right play call all the time. Hey, man, they got Gardner Minshew out here possibly taking the Colts to mm-hmm. a playoff. It shows you how important coordinators are, man. For sure. And I feel 100%. like some people really do not value Like, oh, there's calling the players. They got NFL players out there. It's talent. Having a flow and then sometimes switching up your flow so it's not as noticeable. Hey, I'm going to switch it up. Oh, we're a pass-heavy team. You start coming up. Now we can run it. We can expose this. We can expose that. And you see that with the Mike McDaniels of the Worlds, the McVeighs, the uh, Shanahan's. They all do it to such a high quote where you don't know what's coming next. Oh, they have Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to sell out. Oh, wow. Kittle's running down the field. So, these- Well, it, it gets a lot easier to do those types of things when you have more of talent, course, right? Your course. job gets easier the more and better tools that you have, but... But like I look yeah. at the, the the Texans, what's their OC? Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking right now. He's done a great job of turning that team around because they have, for the most part, Bobby Slowick. Man, Bobby I was Slowick, like, I yes. know his name. I almost said Ben Solak of the Ringer, <laughs> who is a very good NFL writer. Probably check his stuff and, and you know podcast. Like Bobby will probably get some calls this offseason. The way he's turned this team around because CJ Stroud is amazing. Don't get it twisted. But we've seen a bunch of rookie quarterbacks come in this league, not just this year, not look great immediately. And I don't think Nico Collins 
Tank Dell or any names that are jumping off the sheet as far as I think some of that is also our our um, our ignorance. There's a lot of uh, those. Oh, I love Tank, but that's like, a better that's a better wide receiving core than I think most of us gave it credit for coming into the season. Now I'm a little bit of a Tank Dell homer, so I, 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 I was pounding that drum. But I think also we're found we found out that that team that wide receiving core is better than we expected. But you're right. I, I understand what you're like, saying. Kind of sure. like uh, elevating the team. They might yes. have been like right here, right in the middle, and it's like wow, this offense is like really good. Like when you look at um, Stroud's advanced uh, analytics, like the the depth of pass, I think is number one in the NFL. Like he pushes the ball, yeah. down the field. As and he doesn't a make rook, as a rookie doesn't make mistakes. Like like, quick, like um, Nate Tice, uh, you know, really good football mind, and you know, really does a lot of this. He's gotten to a point where he wants to. He's kind of debating whether or not he should put the tag of elite accuracy. On CJ Stroud, that's the way he's been playing. I love Just him. Incredibly accurate, good decision making, all those types of things. So, I think you know what my answer is. But if if you could get one of those two teams between the Texans and the Colts into the playoffs, which Texans. one? Yeah, yeah. I, I more and, exciting. I think better team. I think it might just be about hey, I'd much rather watch that quarterback, even though they've had some injuries on their yeah. offense that has made it a little bit tough. But I mean, he came back and I. He missed a couple of weeks and was like, oh, I forgot. I really enjoy watching him play football. Yeah, immediately comes back and they're better. And yeah. they win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those are just some of the questions, uh, some of the biggest questions that will be uh, answered this week. We'll, we'll dive back into that tomorrow, I think, as we continue to get ready for week 18 in the National Football League. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's get some bold predictions for the remainder of the NBA season. We'll do that next on the Get Right. So get right right here on 105.3. The fan, Reginald Atatula here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Yes, Thanks for making us a part of your Wednesday evening. Um, Mavs still with the commanding lead. Unfortunately, Derek Lively seems to have sprained his ankle uh, for the second time against this team this year. The last time that they played Portland in um, Portland, he seemed to sprain that same left ankle. This one, this time, kind of rolls it a little bit. Uh, he was down, has to be helped off the floor. So we'll we'll wait and see. But a really unfortunate, considering that he had just recently come back from injury. You've dealt with a lot of uh, missed time from yeah. players over the month of December, and so it would it would really stink, even if it's a, a you know short um, amount of time missed by Derek Lively. We'll see. Well, you know, obviously from those reporting from the AAC, we'll get you more information as we go along. But right. right I was, I was going to Go say, st- stealing Brow Townsend of Dallas Morning News, the last three injuries have all been against the Blazers. Yeah. We had Kyrie, Derek Lively twice. So, like, we got uh, to wear some protective gear. We might need to throw some Knights armor when we play the Blazers. Yeah, man. and you, you got them again in two, two nights. You got them on Friday night. So, hey, 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 uh, everybody, everybody get your braces. <laughs> like, uh, everybody got to wear a brace in that game. Let's be real careful um, in that one. But right now – on the get right, let's uh, get some bold predictions for the remainder of the NBA season. I know me and you, Blake, both big hoop heads when it comes down to this. And so this season has kind of officially started for, for you know, I guess casual fans as we've gotten to that point in the time where people start to turn their attention to it. Um, and so you've got the rest of this season to look at, and let's get some bold predictions for the way that it goes. One of those... And we start, uh, let's talk about the who we believe or who Yard Barker, who, is, who I'm uh, borrowing this article from, is believed to maybe win the MVP this year. Okay. Bold prediction, Nikola Jokic wins his second, wins the second unanimous NBA MVP. Not okay. his second MVP. This would be his third, but a unanimous MVP. How do you feel about that one? That's bold. 
It's not bold in like a vacuum if you'd have told someone before the season. Sure. Jokic could easily do it. No I mean, question. The way that he plays, he is constantly in MVP conversation. Yes. And uh, especially if you're inclined towards uh, advanced metrics. Yeah. He always shows up big in that regard. So you can easily see how a whole bunch of voters would look up and be like, that's our guy. Yeah, I just don't think it'd be un- unanimous. You have too many guys hooping right now. Obviously, we got DFW, we got Luca, you got Shea Gildas Alexander who's been hooping. You're always going to have the Joel Embiid and Giannis's of the world kind of in there. So I just think there's too much good going on. Yeah. Now, if I looked at the standings and the Nuggets were like 24 and 2 or something at this point, I'd be like, yeah, but then it wouldn't be a bold take. But I could see it. But I mean, they're sitting at third right now, 24 and 11. They lose and the Clippers win. They like, they, they could easily be the four or five. Like, so I don't think they've done anything crazy this year. And MVP has a lot of weight on wins. Yeah, but I, I think it's also like there's a lot of weight, especially if you haven't won it before. If you've won it before, you're you're given a little deference mm-hmm. in that way, but of I think course. you're right in saying that there's some other guys around the league that may that would make it tough, um, like Joel Embiid, right? Mm-hmm. That's a Sixers team that has been really good this year, mm-hmm. as they have lightened the load in a way when we talk about stars, and they've leaned in more to getting Joel Embiid the Joel Embiid the basketball, and he's been Joel's been better, right? It's weird to say that about a player at that level in that top upper echelon of NBA players, playmaking, but he's even been better at playmaking and being like. Damn near unstoppable when he gets the ball at the nail or at the free throw You're line. You're done for. It's just like, all right, well, th- that's going to be a bucket, whether it's a two pointer or whether he's going to get to the, you know, get to the rack and dunk on you or whatever. Joel Embiid has been so fantastic. He's going to make it tough. And how about this one? I think this guy will make it tough, even though the the bold prediction is that Shea Gilgis Alexander will finish second in MVP voting. Mm. And that's, again, considering the likes of the perpetual guys when we talk about Giannis Adetokounmpo, when we talk about Joel Embiid, maybe even Luka Doncic. I, I, he might be the guy that, like, he has maybe the best raw stats and his team finished really high and he's kind of, like, came out of nowhere so he's going to get a lot of love. So I can see him being, like, two or seven, if that makes sense. Like, oh, we're going to give him some love and put him second because he's not really there yet. And it's, if you notice, a lot of guys, if they put second kind of are next up to next year. Like, hey, be on the watch. I don't see him winning it, and I don't see him being, like, third, if that makes sense. I feel like he'll be two or, like, five or six. Like, either they're going to give him love but not enough, or he's not going to get any love, and those other guys we just mentioned are going to overshadow him when it comes down to the end. I actually like this one. Shea Gilgis, yeah, I, I, I actually kind of like this one because Shea Gilgis Alexander was already playing at an all-pro level. He's he's gotten better um, in pretty much all regard, regards. Great score, um, gotten even better at um, facilitating and being the hub on this team. He's a defensive menace. Like, he's been really good defensively. The numbers have gotten— He leads the league in steals. Leads the league in steals. I think that, like, all those things, in addition to, you mentioned the wins, this Thunder team is already in a place where they're playing like contenders. Talk less of whatever moves they make or maybe don't decide to make and just go based off of cohesion. I think that they'll have enough visibility. There's been enough of that kind of groundswell— uh, you know, chatter around the league and the, the people who vote on these things. And he is playing in such a way on all aspects, in all aspects of the game that I can see someone, a lot of people leaning towards the idea that Shea Gildress Alexander is your MVP and maybe not winning it, of course, yeah. but getting Being close right enough there. that he's right I'll, there. I'll ask you this. Say everything is where it is right now. Yes. And we fast forward to time to vote for MVP, whatever. Do, which one do you think will help his MVP case more? His numbers increase or the wins, or he stays, like, second or first. Like, if his numbers say the exact same. But, but then he, they're, like, what, fourth Well, let's the say West? they even stay second. Let's say they stay second. They're second yeah. right now. Do you think that'll have a greater impact? Or say they fall to fourth or fifth, but his numbers jump, I don't know, one or two points across efficiency better. Like, his numbers are better. Oof. 
Because I think it's his wins. I think his numbers might be pushed to the side now. Like, as long as he has MVP-ish numbers, if he is second in the West, that's going to push him a lot more than any numbers someone pulls up. If his numbers go up even more, it gets great. Like, the numbers get really crazy. Even if the record drops? This is obviously hypothetical. I'm not saying they're they're correlated. Yeah, yeah, and the tough part about it is why would would the record drop? Because the way that his numbers are going, it would have to be like Chet Holmgren or Mm -hmm. one of those vital – or Jalen Williams uh, from Santa Clara. Uh, that that wing Jalen Williams stops uh, is not playing and he's yeah, missing and he's, players and, and then maybe you talk about some of those things. I could see only because otherwise I don't see why they would be losing games the way that he is playing. More, yeah. Which one do you think will have a bigger impact, wins or stats for him? I think the stats matter a good amount. He's been a good player and the wins obviously put him in that place, but I think it's the ways that he's showing up all around because like people knew he was a good player, but now the way that the numbers have situated have really and settled, he's thirty points a game. Yes, and like he plus, he's obviously. putting up numbers like one of those star players, but also he needs he needs that the, the wins are necessary. Sorry, I'm so interested. Yeah. In this. So if he, it's 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 tough to like I think it's tough to divorce those two things, but I get where you're trying if, to get if, at. If 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 he finishes as the fifth or sixth seed, yeah, could he still be second, first? I think it gets a little tougher there, but again. I think one thing we all know and that maybe we don't vocalize a lot is that these awards, as much as we try and make them as um, devoid of emotion as possible, those emotions come in. And I think that a lot of a lot of basketball writers have gotten to a place where they just have fallen in love with this dude for good reason. He's very good at basketball. Um, he's unobjectionable in a lot of ways, and that's a good young team, and people like the new thing, right? And he's also the best dresser in the NBA. Maybe, maybe that has some. Okay, I have, I have a strong <laughs> some, feeling that that does not ma- impact nearly as much. Maybe. Maybe the voters are looking at IG. They're like, man, his caption game, <laughs> his fits, they're on point. We got to give this guy some MVP. Uh, yeah, man, 30 points a game, six assists, six rebounds, two and a half steals. Uh, near, relatively close to a 50-40-90 shooting splits, and late-game heroics as well. Yep, all of those things. That's the biggest so. thing that Jones had to be. But yeah, a leader. I feel like, yeah, the, win, the wins probably are going to, are going to be a big, a big factor in that. Okay. But yeah, Shea, I think Shea is, Shea is going to be really in this conversation, and that's interesting because of the ways in which Luka Doncic has been around the conversation, but when we get down to it, he has not been... He's not factored in in a huge way, and so I know that that would feel really uncomfortable around here, where it's like, hey, hey, there's a dude over here who's been impacting um, numbers in this big way, and obviously winning as much as possible when you consider the things that are around him. I, I love this jump from Shay, because like, oh yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been every year. It's been like a very noticeable increase of like boom to boom to boom. I'm the leader. I'm taking the fourth quarter shot. I'm scoring 30 points a game. I'm in the MVP conversation now. So it's like got his team second in the West. So I love Shea and everything he's doing for that team. And we're seeing it with the talk that we're even having right now. He's made a great jump. So from the two and four, they say they think it's going to be the same top three: Jokic, Giannis, uh, and Bead. Um, I wonder how Giannis Guards sits left out. because of because of the ways in which the Bucks are trying to figure some things out. But we'll see. Ultimately, again. A lot of football, a lot of basketball, rather, to see in that time. How about this as a, I don't know how bold this is at this point, but the rookie of the year will be Chet Holmgren and not Victor Wimbayama. Yeah, see, we've been paying attention. It's not bold to us. Yeah. We've if, been paying attention. you listen attention. to the Get Right, we've been trying to tell y'all. We told y'all about this. We've been paying attention. It's not him, but Wimby is still, as we talked about also before Monstar. the show. <laughs> Monster. Like, they're starting to realize, hey, this guy's really good at basketball. Let's get him the ball. Let's let him hit some difficult shots. Did you see that one-legged fader? He or not even fader, one-legged three he made the other day, where he's like falling forward, throws it in. Like there's not much you can do. But when you look at the deeper stats, the efficiency, 
how the team is doing, the defensive presence. Yeah, he's he's their defensive like leader. Yeah. I, I, I there's not much to nitpick about Chet. I mean, he's kind of just doing it all right now. And, and he he gets the benefit of being that redshirt rookie mm-hmm. in a way, but I mean he's played incredibly well and Again, the wins are going to give them a level of visibility that's also going to matter. Yeah, uh, being at the bottom is not uh, not helpful. They are literally at the bottom of the West, 5-28. and 28. Wow. All right, how about this? Let's talk about some maybe some all-NBA predictions, bowl predictions dun, dun, for the dun, NBA dun. season. Tyrese Halliburton yep. makes his first all, first team all-NBA. First team over first Dame. First team, uh, one of the five best players in the league, and then Ant Edwards makes an All NBA team and All Defensive team. Which which part of that do you feel is the most bold? I don't think Tyrese is bold because he's been hooping. It'll be over guys like Dame, Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brunson. I'm just kind of looking through the East. Those are the guards in the East, and then in the West, the, who are the guards that you're looking at? You're looking at Luca. The Shays, Luca, Luca will Luca, show up. Anthony, will go up. Paul George, maybe De'Aaron Fox, um, Devin Booker. Yeah, I think the two Steph. the two in the West that really show up, Luca and Shea, and the two in the East are probably the Tyrese's. Yeah. I think I think that's they, I think that's a little bold. I think you get Luca and Shea on your first line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were saying Anthony first team all all NBA in the West? No, they were saying well, remember, all NBA is all the way across the league. Oh, yeah. And tripping, and they I'm were tripping. saying Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> makes first team all NBA. Oh my gosh! I was smooth because we were doing Pro Bowl. I was smooth right, right, right. No, it's fair. Wow. Okay. No, it's now gonna, it's going to be Luca, Shea, Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, or something like that. Probably. Maybe well, Slyvan Tatum for one of those guys. Like, okay, that is bold. That's, that's bold. really bold. Now that I'm rethinking it, that is bold. But Halliburton's been that level of he good has. though. That's he the has, thing that's crazy. He's one. He's one year away from people saying he's better than Luca or Shea. I think. I, I don't think he, I test numbers wins. Because what are they sitting at right now? Six at nine and fourteen. So also, any, he he actually does have 50, 40, 90 splits. He is nice, and I don't know how many times I've seen him go twenty assists, zero turnovers. Twenty assists, yeah. zero turnovers. Very 15, good. Twenty. At, I like the basketball, he is yeah. great, but I just think he's one at least far for as far as you know all NBA. I think he's one step away from that. So that is very bold. Not very bold. Not very bold. But it's bold. Because I think I, the I'd guys, say very, I'd say very bold. Just because of the guys above him. Not yeah. saying he isn't that good. Just the guys in front of you are like top of the line. Man, I'm having fun with it. Do you want to come back to this? Let's do it. I want to come back to this. I'm having a lot of fun. Anthony Edwards is a dog. I'm having a lot of fun with Yes, Anthony Edwards has been really good. We kind of ignored that part of it, but that's because he's been so good that I would not deny him an all-NBA team or an all-defensive team. Uh, those are some bold predictions for the rest of the NBA season. We might return to that over the course of this program. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan coming up next. Uh, it's time for a little sharing time where I, I have a strong feeling we'll talk a little bit about Blake moving on up to the east side. We'll do it next on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening it's better over here after investing billions to light up our network t-mobile is america's largest 5g network plus right now you can switch keep your phone and we'll pay it off up to 800 dollars see how you can save on every plan versus verizon and at t at tmobile.com slash across america 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So get right right here on 105.3. The fan, Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Sersky. Um, thank you for rocking with us on this Wednesday evening. Your Mavericks with a 30-point lead over the visiting uh, Portland Trailblazers. Hasn't been all smiles and giggles as Derek Lively has gone to the locker room. Now Grant Williams has found himself going to the locker room. So uh, could be a little bit of a Pyrrhic victory in a way. We'll see uh, as we get more reports and um, information out of the AAC as to what's happening with the health of your Dallas Mavericks. Uh, On the clock. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Just let that thing roll. Now, I mean, one thing, and I don't know that this is necessarily, you don't want anybody else getting hurt just in general, right? But you, it seems like uh, the white flag, in a way, has been waved. Like, you're going to – well, maybe not because, I mean, Anthony Simons is still out there. Scoot Henderson's still out there. But the Mavs seem to be in a place where they feel comfortable. Uh, you have Jaden Hardy, Markeith Morris playing, uh, Seth, Tim Hardaway Jr. And they're in a place where it's it's entirely bench minutes, and it seems like they're just, at this point, biding their time, seeing if they can just see this one out for the remaining eight and a half minutes of basketball that remains, but uh, as of right now, in the get right, you know, about 9.45, we do a little sharing time, and look, I could talk to you about my life, but I'm actually way more interested in young Blake's life right now, is mm. he's doing something that everybody has done in, um, you know, everybody's done in their lives, which is move. Yeah, I, I wish I could say mine's interesting. I wish I had some some cool story to tell, but um, the move has been kind of frustrating, just because I was aren't tra- all of them all moves are frustrating. Well, man. it's a little bit my fault. Oh, because I did not plan out the move as I thought it I was. So I was planning to move one day, then I got moved back, then I got hired here. So then my whole life was taken over by you know prepping for the show, making sure I knew what I was doing, studying, yada yada yada, and then I was graduating college. And then family was coming in town for graduation. Yeah, and then, you know, and the next holiday thing you know, season. Yeah, holidays, yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's uh, December 20th, and I move out in like a week, and I don't have a place to live. So now I'm running to places, trying to apply left and right, and just sending in paperwork over the holidays, HRs. It's just like it doesn't happen fast. And the next thing you know, I had to move out today, and I'm loading up the truck, and I'll get into that in a second. But I completely emptied out my apartment. I ain't got did, nowhere did, to go. Did we get a good clean on it, or are you the person that's just like, my stuff is out of there, and the rest of it y'all can deal with? Y'all can have the deposit. I do not care. So I don't uh, – I, I, it's a catch-22. Yeah, it sounds me, like the ladder. Me. <laughs> it sounds me, like the ladder. I'm not scrubbing the floorboards, but as you met today, I have a wonderful mom who – that is all. That is her her thing. Ah, mom had you covered. She, mom is like, we are making sure the shower door Shout out is, to Miss Kim, by the shout way. Shout out Miss Kim. She's making sure the shower door is clean. 
She's making sure the lining of the microwave looks good. She's like, oh, you're wow. not, we're not paying this. Like, you're gonna have this clean. That's right, gonna, Mama. You're gonna leave a good impression. Yada yada yada. We're and gonna I'm get like, that deposit back. I'm like, hey, I'm moved out. Like, they're never right? giving me the deposit. They're never giving me the deposit. Back. They're gonna it never happen. I mounted. They're like, actually, we saw we saw that there was a little strand of hair in the corner over here. So and they can the deposit and back. See, this is what this is what I do. I don't know if this is all black moms. She makes me record. Before oh yeah, that's good business. She's like, no, nah, we got documentation. We got documentation. I'm not so sure. See. That might be. I, I feel like that's all black moms, but I think that's just like a lot of moms in general yeah. that are like, oh no, baby, we gonna show up with receipts. <laughs> yeah, I wish they would. We we got the we got the footage. Um, but no, I I, I clean to a good amount. I shout out to my friends. Shout out to Bruce, Clay, Haley. Am I missing anyone? Mike, all of them for showing up and helping because a lot of them just showed up. Oh, that's I, dope. I, I, I'm. And this is kind of getting into a psychological level. I hate asking people for help. I kind of mm. present what's there. I'm moving. Like, what are you doing while I'm moving? I don't want to reach my hand out. If, it, if you would like to assist. If, if you would like to yes. assist. But I don't like being like, hey, you're going to help me do this. I was just like, I'm moving. And people just kind of just showed up That's and we dope. did our thing. Did you did you do anything for him? Did we get a pizza for him? Or? Um, we went to Chick-fil-A. There you go. Hey, hey, take care of the people. Yep. Take yep. care of the people. But we were in a, a time crunch because I knew I had to be at work. So I couldn't That's really right. lollygag and just like, oh, we'll go at our own pace and do right, this. Right. I was like, we got to be out by five. I got to be at work by six. That's right. We got to have the truck back by. So this, this, and this. So we are still in a limbo. The truck is sitting at a location. Undisclosed location. Undisclosed. Yeah, we can't let people know. Can't let people know. And we're waiting for the apartment to get back to me on when I can move in. So, Tolos, I need you to now. <laughs> bombard the apartment complex. It's like, Tolos, if you would like to help move. <laughs> if you want to come over, that, that'll that take it. If y'all want to help move, I will give y'all as many shout-outs as you want on the radio. That's hilarious. Help me move. But I no, can pay you in shout-outs. I can pay you in shout Moving is fun. When and quarter-inch adapters. Nah, That's right. I can't even do that. That's through Odyssey. Um, which part is more annoying? Like moving in or moving out, like the loading of the truck or the unloading? Because I think the the part I did today is the more boring part. It, packing. Okay, yeah. so like the actual moving itself, the actual moving of stuff stinks, but it's not the worst part. And yes, I agree with you. Uh, from the two one four, uh, multiple two one fours. Biggest lessons I learned from moving is pay for damn movers. Now, the time I, and frustration and lack of injuries are worth it. I have, a re, I have a rebuttal to that. Yes, but no. I like my stuff, and I have a lot of stuff that I don't want to get messed up. And the moment you hand that over, you're it can just happen. Oh, we didn't notice that, or that glass broke, or this picture broke, or your PS5 got kicked. Yeah, but I, you, I like to see my stuff. Usually personally. that's insured, man. Usually, usually that's a that's a, that's a level of uh, replenishment that could be made good on. See, I'm too lazy. I, I, I they would get to Buddy, the place and they'd see something shift. I'm like, here's no, it's whatever. That's no. that's 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 the part. Now the tough thing about it is, you know, depending on the size of the move, it it might not make the most sense. Yeah, one bedroom. Oh no, sorry. Swaggy Booty said they're pretty sure the mover stole their Pokemon's cars. See, and then also that can happen. There's that's so tough. many things you don't even. Oh, did I have that? Did I bring that? Did it get? I like to see it all. It okay. wasn't really that bad. Fair enough. It was annoying. Don't get me wrong. Like. But it wasn't like super heavy stuff, a couch, a desk, a drawer, TVs, yeah. the norm. Pa- packing stinks a good amount, but I feel unpacking is real tough, at least for me. I know for me, optimally how I want to set something up ends up being tough. Like I, I have to, I'm not the person that's like, I know exactly where I want everything to be. I'm like, this could go here, but it could also go there. And all both of those are equally uh, viable options. Which one am I going to choose? I don't know, right? Like, And so I end up stuck in that. Where I'm like, okay, where am I going to take this out? Where am I going to set this up? And that ends up being really uh, See, really problematic for me. I, 
I'm even when I was packing, I'm very meticulous about keeping stuff that is the same in its group. Like this is all living room stuff. This is all bathroom stuff. Which this is how it should kitchen. be done. Yeah. And so I'll have stuff that's a couple miscellaneous and they just sit around the house and I procrastinate and run around them and don't actually put them up. And I'm like, okay, I need this bin to here. I need a miscellaneous bin. So it was a little bit of procrastination. Then today was all good work. But procrastination always I, sets. In. I completely missed on this one, Reggie, from the 817. Whenever I moved apartments, I'd leave a case of beer in the fridge. For the maintenance men, always got my deposit back. That's such a clutch move. And I had a case of beer and I threw it away. You know. <laughs> That's why I was like, I had a case. No. It's just been sitting there a while and I threw it away. And I'm like, that'd have been so smart. That'd be clutch. Just leave it there or leave it on the little counter for you guys. Love y'all. Whatever. Like, that'd have been so smart. And it, I literally just threw it away. Yeah, man, we got everybody coming in from the 832. No, Blake, it's worth it. Pay for move. Now, this is the tough thing. Not everybody got it be able to pay for movies. I but probably spent more in my own. And when I added it up with the truck and food yeah. and, and all the other stuff, I probably did pay more. I just care about my stuff. Especially, and this is the thing, like I I personally have never paid for movers because, buddy, <laughs> you don't want to see my bank account. However, um, I've had uh, my folks have to move before and there was one time where my mom's was moving with um, with like the job was paying for the move. And so they paid for the good, the good movers. Where mm. I'm talking about the movers that pack you and then move you and unpack you for, like, somewhat. Obviously, don't unpack Okay, yeah, so how do movers work? Do but, they all just move boxes already done, or do they wrap well, up the couch? Those, and do they box up your kitchen stuff? Oh, I'm, I'm, love, I'm ha- very happy that I can teach you in this I, I don't know. I've never had movers. So just various, and buddy, when you do, it changes your life. I but see, um, I don't need that luxury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a tough thing. That is, that, I was talking to someone about this on New Year's Eve, where, there, you know, cer- certain things are very much can't-go-back moments, yep. right? Once, like, all right, you get the car. And you've been driving a car with the cloth seats. You get a car with leather seats, you will never have cloth seats again, right? Like, that is a ne- can't-go-back moment. Just one of many, right? There's very many things. I have a friend, and this is the person I was talking about. Shout-out to Courtney. Shout-out to Jonathan. Where Courtney is a little bougie in this way, where she loves coffee, but she wants, like, a fancy coffee. So she has, like, the espresso machine, and she does it up like that. She can't have no other coffee, no way. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a can't-go-back situation, right? You are in this place where you do this up big. And so with the movers, there are various... Various um, movers of quality, various qualities, and then various uh, levels, mm-hmm. right? So some movers are just going to, you have your stuff packed up, we'll pick it up, we'll put it in the truck, we'll take, we'll drive it to where it needs to be, we'll put it out, you do your thing. And then there are some level of movers that are like, hey, bruh, you pay us enough money. Now, of course, it is enough money. Mm-hmm. And you get what I mean when I say mm-hmm. that. We'll pack it up, we'll move it, and we'll set it down, and maybe we'll open up some boxes for you. And, buddy, when you when you have the opportunity to do that, Oh, buddy. They just take care of it all. Oh, it's so good. Because you don't realize how much stress you have just packing stuff up. Especially That was the most stressful part, packing it up. Not moving it from my apartment to buddy. the truck and putting it in the... Oh, packing it up. Part of the, this is like, especially if you don't live as like the most organized person, which yeah. I think a lot of us don't. Yeah. Now you got to organize your stuff just to be able to pack it. <laughs> You're going through things. Why Woo! did I have this? What Woo! is this? Where does this go? Buddy. I mean, where do I put this miscellaneous on? A skateboard? Why do I have this? Right now, you got to clean your house. Right? You're doing spring cleaning and moving and <laughs> yes, packing. All yes, this. that's the best it's, way to put it. Buddy, it's so <laughs> nice when you're like, here's that extra however many dollars. Y'all do it. Right? Yeah. Y'all do it. But, and they do. And it's great. Okay, how much is that running? Just give me an estimate I have, of I, the, buddy, full, the full deal. I, t- I have no idea. thousand, you think? Buddy. We're, you know what we're gonna do in the break? We're gonna get on this website. And we're gonna see, and we're gonna see if we're both. Because uh, it's probably by square footage, right? Probably like if you have seven hundred square foot, a thousand, it's this much. Man, 
Oh, people have been moving, man. Yeah, from the six eight or from the eight six zero, I moved thirteen times. How many of those times did you do by yourself? How many of those times did you pay for movers? I'm interested in seeing like you might be a pro at this point. As a very pro mover, right? <laughs> yeah. Like let let us know what you have learned in your in your efforts and your travels. Um, let's see. Um from the nine three zero, they or nine oh three, they said leather seats weren't for them. Okay, that's fair. I think there are definitely some people that, you know, that's not but I think for the majority of people that's a step up. It was just a you know, just an example, because there's other folks that are um <laughs> there's other folks that are like um, you know, they French press their coffee. I, I kind of like they this can never what, drink. What, what can you never go back to now? Yeah, yeah. Let's keep that going. What, 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 what's your can't go back moment, right? Uh, from the eight, from the six eight two, they said Reggie's talking about that uh white glove service movers. They all got degrees. That's hilarious. They're examining. Okay, so you have a couch of seventy two centimeters, and we're gonna we're gonna put it Ma- in this corner. Master Reginald. Where would you like this? Where would you where like would the you sofa? Like, champagne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And and where is the lounging couch? Yes. Oh, you don't have a reading couch? <laughs> Where's the duvet? Um, that's hilarious. They're roasting you. You're getting roasted while they're doing it. No problem. We only came to this. As long as I don't have to carry stuff and move stuff. Um, and so yeah, people were talking about uh, from the two and four. They said once you pay for upgrade on the plane, um, now that's probably never one. Go back. I can't do that. I've had my fair share of nicer seating, not first class. Don't get it twisted, but nicer seating, and it is a difference. You notice the leg room. You notice the service, the food. That's yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, so yeah, the person who moved thirteen times, they said this is what they said. All right. Okay. Um, you said you're doing sports radio, so I know you're strong coordinator. Trick is to do all the boxes by yourself the night before. In the morning, have movers come and move just the furniture, like the couch and dressers, and you only have to pay them for a few hours, depending on the drive. It'll cost you maybe 120 to 180 times. See, to me, that's not the hard part. I got a friend, we picked up the couch and dresser. It took, I don't know, fifteen minutes to move that downstairs. That the heavy quote unquote lifting is not the hard part. It's the plain Tetris in there. That's the hardest part. And then packing the night before the boxes that is the annoying part. So it's more of a mental game, not a physical game for me. Thank you, 860. Uh, we're going to keep this going. This is very fun. Yeah, go back si- to PS4. <laughs> yes, I guess that's, that is fair. You get those good graphics. And no, but you know what's funny is like in my, in my apartment right now, there is an Xbox, what is it, the Xbox One and then the Xbox mm-hmm. Series X. Yeah. And I have played, um, I've tried to play MLB The Show on both of them. Mm. And, buddy, it is not smooth on one of those. It's and it tough. is it is picture perfect and on the other. you don't notice. When you were on the 360. It was great. The, you it was, was great. It was great. I was having a blast. And then you, you get on this new one. You're like, hey, bro. Is that even a game? <laughs> well, what was I doing? The <laughs> ball didn't even, even move fluid. You can't even <laughs> read it. Like, it. It's tough. on the, These new gens have made it hard. It's made it hard. Yeah, keep keep sending in your, your moments of can't go back. From the swag booty says can't go back to tap water. Must be nice. Um, I mean, look, can't go back to unfiltered tap water for me. How about mm. that, right? We got we to gotta filter it out. But you know what? We still going. I don't know if I could be paying for all these bottles. Uh, keep them coming. From the 682, was valet, hopped in a Lincoln MKZ with cushion leather seats. Ooh. I was in a brand Ooh. new one. That's the worst one. When you get a little taste of the upgrade, but it's not even yours. <laughs> You like, just have to see it from afar. You're like I'm living it. I'm not. I'm living a lifestyle that's not the one that I desire. I, I, I'll go mine. This is an easy one for me. Sound system, like surround sound system in my house for like the speakers. Oh, you, you got you got the Dolby, and the Dolby Atmos. Yeah, you you can't go back. I don't like watching movies at other people's houses because of that. we're coming to my house. Bidet, Ooh. bidet life. I, I haven't tried one, but I've heard the same sentiment, buddy. It'll change your life. But the tough thing about I've thought about getting a bottle to bidet just in case when I like I go and spend, you know, the, the weekend or whatever Wait, at my bid, folks or something. Bidet is the toilet, right? Yeah. It, okay. You know, it's it bottle it's, bidet. It's, it's spray bottle. It spray water at your booty. But what is you a understand? bottled bidet? I'm confused. It's, it's spray water at your booty. You just can stick it in any regular toilet. 
And it works. I mean, yeah, it's like a, a portable. It's, it's a bottle. Exactly. A portable it's a portable. And so the, the idea, the way, I mean, it's technically correct. Yes. Uh, and, buddy, you feel the cleanest that you've ever felt in your life? Yes, 214, bidet with a warming seat. You wow. see it. You see it, brother. Uh, look, I have felt so clean. You go back to trying to just use paper. <laughs> you feel terrible. What about dude wipes? Where do those rank on there for you? Well, first, if you're just talking about, I started with, uh, you know, wet wipes, but I don't use dude wipes because it's just an unnecessary markup. They're just, they're the same thing as all the other wipes. You're just paying for the dude on there, and I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need a paper dudes. Buddy, I don't have that. Yes, <laughs> Reggie's carrying around a booty squirter, and I will say that, and I'm not afraid of it. I'm not ashamed because you know what? I'm clean, and I feel fresh, and I love it. And you should, too. It's the get right <laughs> right here on 1053 The Fan. get out of that. Coming up next is a significantly less bidet talk, but we will get you your headlines on this Wednesday evening in the Metroplex, and we'll do it next on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.